Now, I know to the listeners out there, you might not notice the difference, but today is the first day in our new studio. So we have an actual studio that's just ours. The, the stuff can stay set up here permanently. Uh, not quite done yet, so if you notice the sound's a little different, we need to sound treat the room and fix uh, a few things there, but this is definitely tolerable, and we're going to be recording here today. You might hear some, uh, you know, some groupies that are trying to get into the recording and, you know, there's like a, probably cocaine being done in the other room. It's, it's great. It's got a whole, you know, 60s, 70s uh, vibe to it. The Mountain Tail crew is in the other room. They're, That's right. They're the, they're doing the drugs. Except, yeah. except for Adam. He's looking disapprovingly. Yeah. yeah. The groupies just are like me. actually here specifically for me and not for the podcast. Just a completely different reason. They're just, yeah. they're just Sandy. Is it Sandy? Sandy? <laughs> they're just Sammy groupies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, for some reason, I had a grease moment and I'm, look at me. I'm you know Sandra had, had the same damn thought. Damn it. <laughs> you know what? Once again, our, uh, our judge and, and podcast guru is in fact just a frustrated bard. At heart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's a sweet transvestite. <laughs> Welcome back, Vault Dwellers. We are now back to the second half of Only Murder Hobos in the Building, after a brief interlude with the Exterminators. But our four heroes, who, after surviving a night in the Hall of Souls, now need to complete their investigation and maybe try to prevent somebody from becoming a god. Or at least that's what they think is happening. They have a daunting task ahead of them, and they have to figure out where they need to be. So they put their honestly quite academic heads together and came to a few revelations. The first is about the continent of Bropfia. It's divided by the Nipovic mountain range. It is a daunting range containing many of the tallest peaks in the realm. Most of the continental landmass lies north of the range uh, with just a little smaller section of land to the south. The northern and southern cultures have a little in common but are clearly descendant from different peoples. Even now few traverse the mountains. No easy land passage exists and the dangers of trying reach near mythic proportions. It is simply much easier to just sail around. In fact, there are only two reasons people do dare explore the mountain range. Thrill seekers sometimes attempt to scale the tall peaks, and there are prospectors who look for riches. And while surely ore exists in the mountains, the difficulties of transport take away any potential profit. Yet in the crevasses and caverns hidden in the depths between the mountaintops can be found a variety of crystalline structures. These crystals are known to be highly useful in many different types of magics, and they're sought after by magical crafters willing to pay dearly for such a component. As such, a few brave prospectors are known to wander into these dangerous places. Whether through luck or skill, some of these prospectors return with a sack full of valuable crystals and stories of dangerous spirit guardians. However, most are never heard from again. Now, if you look near the continent of Bropfia, the camera's going to pan in on a ship that is just coming in to port. 
And on that ship, there are four heroes who are standing on the deck having a conversation. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm, I'm looking forward to getting off this ship. I, uh, I gotta tell you, my stomach hasn't been right since we left port. Plus, we haven't gotten into any fights. Sad when the pirate ship sailed away. Is that all you ever think about, is getting into fights, Mr. Zedekiel? Well, yes. That is pretty much it. Thank you. I did think, though, you know those crystals? Maybe they've got magical properties that we can use to enhance our fighting capabilities. We should investigate that while we're digging around in the mountains, you know? Is that all you really care about is besides fighting, is just enhancing fighting abilities? I mean, they could be used for other things. Natural fighting enhancement? Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of ways you can do that. <laughs> Natural Wait a minute, I just thought, is it coming a little blue pill? Little blue crystals? <laughs> little blue crystals, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, uh, you know, you got to stay ready at any moment. That the sacrament of battle may break out and then we're going to need that help on our side. We are literally just out at sea. There is no one around us. We've been here for days. I mean, I know there's been no Kraken that's attacked. There's been no pirate, that one pirate ship, you know. But, I mean, well, we only I, saw uh, them. They didn't actually stop by. I don't I know, even think that was a pirate ship. I'm pretty sure that was a merchant I'm, ship. I, I, I'm I fairly certain a skull with bones on it is kind of not something a merchant ship has on them. It's the Jolly Roger Merchant Company. Very poor choice of <laughs> flags for that one. Yeah. Was that even a skull and bones? I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I'm pretty sure you just wanted it to be a skull and bones. I think that was asparagus and a tomato. It was... No, I think it was a skull and bones. I think, I, we're, I think you're outvoted on this one, Dr. Tibble. I, I don't okay. think it was also tomato sauce they had spilled on the ship there. Okay, okay, sure, sure. Well, you know, sure, if that's what you want to go with. I was kind of thinking maybe, you know, I'd see some sirens and I'd have to be strapped to the mast. That sounds exciting. You know, so I did crazy and kill everybody. Uh, but none of that. I mean, Are you wanting to kill us not, too? Not all of you. What, what percentage of us are you wanting to kill? It varies from day to day. You got any more questions? <laughs> what do you no. mean varies from day? Oh my god. The percentage is going up as you speak. <laughs> Ask me now what percentage. Another fact that points to Southern Bravia that has occurred to our heroes. Long ago, before the gods were in the history of the realm, the mirrored lands existed as a Pangea, one large supercontinent surrounded by one large ocean. In fact, the Nipavik mountain range was once part of a larger range that can now be found on several different continents. In those ancient times, the lands to the south and west of this geological boundary contained the heartlands of a series of Abalonian dynasties, an empire that existed for centuries before the gods were. An almost endless cycle of expansion and contraction to other lands marked the turmoil of the different Abalonian dynasties. But research also seems to point that Albalon was built on an even older primitive civilization known as Albion. Philologists link many regional languages into a grouping descendant from ancient Albion. It was this Albion script that you read inside the Hall of Souls. And the name of Alibasai fits into what is known as Albion nomenclature. It loosely means Mother of Spirits. So, Dr. Jack, how has your business been going lately? Why, what kind of business are you referring to? I would never be uh, partaking in nefarious deeds. Jack. We're friends, aren't we? Known each other for two years now? Perhaps. 
how's business been? Well, it's been uh, good so far. I've only suffered a few more minor injuries after a previous one. Had to uh, make more. What what is what is the term that you say? Friend making ways, or is it uh, something to do with parties? I believe. Oh, party gifts. Yes, that it is. What did you do? I tell you, I recently learned a spell called Fireball. Actually. All right. Has it at least been paying well? Uncertain contracts, yes, but I sometimes have to pay out more on other contracts where they were wanting to minimize, I think it was, collateral damage? Jack, this is why you give the organization a bad name. What bad name? I don't say any mean words like that. <sighs> You're gonna get the rest of us worse contracts, you know, that? I mean, if I don't get worse contracts, then why do I care? Aye, fair enough. Certain that you have narrowed your search correctly, you confidently sail into Beshnoka, a small town in southern Brapia that brings you close to the Nipovic Mountains. Beshnoka is not much more than a fishing village, but it does have a dock sturdy enough for larger ships. It also has access to the Kirshanka River, which you're able to find a river barge that will take you upriver and closer to your final destination. You know, a number of you are more academically inclined than I am, and so, uh, anybody, uh, learn anything more about, um, these ancient gods and the mother of spirits and all that that might be helpful to us that we haven't talked about? Didn't really have time to contact any of my, well, contacts before we left. Uh-huh. I saw you brought uh, a lot of books with you, uh, Dr. Tendleton. Any of those been helpful? ancient gods. It doesn't really go into um, that kind of information. I was looking through them, but it really uh, didn't go into that much detail. I couldn't really find anything for them. I know what you mean. Research is hard. I went went down to the market before we left, and I asked for books on ancient gods, and all I got was this flip book that has dirty pictures of it. Oh my god. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty realistic, though. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, it's, that is it's realistic. Life, it's really lifelike action yeah, whenever no, you flip it. Yeah, stop showing me. So. It's leshies and provocative poses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why are they leshies? Why? I, <laughs> I would have burned the book first thing. <laughs> been leshies, for God's sakes. Hey, uh, I heard you got fireballs a spell. We should head on down to the leshy community and see... Uh, See if this thing works. Weirdly enough, their population had a sudden drop. Yeah, it's funny how that works. Mm. Your river barge takes you to Tenisov, another small town close to the base of the central Nipovic Mountains. Tenisov serves as something of a local trade hub and is a jumping off point for those brave or foolish enough to journey into the mountains. Your friendly barge captain directs you towards a place called Lorne's Leap, but warns you that many of the locals call it Fool's End. There you'll find your best chance of discovering some information. Uh, I, I need to call a party meeting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. What 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 is troubling you, Zadikio? Tell well, us. Well, I, I can tell you. Yeah. I'm not happy to have to do this. Uh, okay. You know, I thought we'd established a, a certain level of trust between us, but uh, there's been a great betrayal here, and I. Well, it's time we talked about it. Is it one of the crew members? No. No, it's right here within our party. Yeah. What's what's wrong? Funny that you would ask that, <laughs> Dr. Tindleton. Mm-hmm. 
I have a suspicion that you are, in fact, not Dr. Tindleton. No, no. Jacques. What? No, yeah. I noticed there's a whole book there written uh-huh. by Dr. Tindleton. I just like to carry my own. But, oh, fine, but fine. Open, open okay, that first page. Know, open okay, that first you know page. What? There's fine, a sketch. There's okay. a sketch of somebody, and it says Dr. Tindleton, and that's not you. Okay, you know what? Fine, fine. I'm not. I'm his... I'm his TA, okay? He sent me. I wasn't supposed to be here. He said it was a conference, and it wasn't a conference, and I just didn't know, and everyone kept saying, you're Dr. Tindleton, you're Dr. Tindleton, and I was like, I didn't know what to do, so I was just like, okay, I'm Dr. Tindleton, and then it was just supposed to be a conference, and then all of a sudden, all this shit just kept happening, and then there was this guy trying to kill us, and I was just like, I was just supposed to give one of his lectures at this conference, and then it wasn't a conference, was just trapped in this fucking museum with all this crazy man trying to kill us. And I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do whenever he sends me to conferences. It's just me giving one of his boring ass lectures. And so I was like, I guess I'm going to go along with these guys who think I'm Dr. Tendleton. And so I just did it. And all of you kept calling me Dr. Tendleton. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll play Dr. Tendleton. I teach his classes enough times. So I was like, okay, let's just do this and get it over with. And And then now I'm on a fucking boat with you psychos listening to you just talk about wanting to kill us half the time or wanting to kill whoever floats by and then accusing him of having some other asshole floating behind him. And then you talk about whatever shady ass business he has. And now I'm stuck with you guys. And this recap of Only Murder Hobos in the Building. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I will have you know, don't you dare insult Dr. Constance like that. He is not a psychopath. However, I may be a psychopath, but I'm still smart enough to know that you are not Dr. Tindleton. I was just going to let you play along with this. I thought this was some sort of joke. To be fair, it was a really funny joke. And what was I going to do? Tell somebody not to impersonate other people? That's kind of hypocritical given my history. Wait, what? <laughs> See, wait, yeah, I, you all knew that she wasn't Dr. Tindleton the whole time? Of course. Well, I mean, Zidikia, we we, we just didn't want to ruin it for you. We thought you were having fun with this whole thinking you were talking to Doctor Tendleton. He's uh, a man. I baby. mean, you know, <laughs> he's I'm a, a man, baby. Twenty-five year old girl. Of course, I'm not Doctor Tendleton, but everyone else yeah. seemed to think I was. So I was like, okay, I'll just go along with it. I mean, all he does is sit in his office and make me do all his shit for him all the time. I teach all his classes. He even makes me pick up his own fucking dry cleaning. I mean, he's the most abusive professor I've ever TA'd for, and now I'm stuck on a goddamn boat. Is dry cleaning businesses here? There's like a bunch of just low-level magic users, like <laughs> prestidigitation. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> no, he doesn't digitate it. He actually sends it out and I have to go pick it up. He doesn't like the way you cast the spell. No! <laughs> so, just to be clear, not Dr. Tindleton, but instead Dr. Tindleton's ta. No, his TA, his teacher's yeah, assistant. Yeah, his ta. You keep... His teacher's assistant. I don't... No, I mean... Oh, oh, it's an acronym. It's an acronym, oh, yeah. I, I was thinking it was I'm working on my doctorate, so you know I I'm helping his class, and I basically do all his lectures for him because he's too fucking lazy to do it himself, and he just sits in his office, and I 
basically take all his office hours. What's your doctorate on? Spell substitution. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I can't help you with that. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much like already written, but he refuses to, you know, like go over it. So you're, yeah, he's the worst. Your ABD, even, as they say. That's another, uh, that's another acronym. It's all the dissertation. Yeah. No, he, he's the worst. Yeah. yeah. All but done. Well, uh, I mean, I, I suppose it doesn't warrant throwing you overboard. I mean, you know, misrepresenting you. I, I mean, I'd entertain the idea, but I wasn't thinking fuck? seriously about it. You can swim, right? How's your athletics? It's <laughs> terrible. Oh, well, it's probably not, especially this river. I'm a wizard. It looks, it looks very cold. I gotta tell you. I you, mean, you know. You are a wizard, too, right? Yeah. That, I wasn't getting that wrong. No, you you were getting okay. that wrong. Yeah. What, no, what I is your name then? It's Tizana. Well, nice to meet you, Tizana. It's nice to meet you too. Is the ta still part of the name at the end, or do we just? No, I mean you can. That's not part of my act, actual name. It's more so basically like my job. Every time we introduce you, I'm gonna introduce you. This is Tizana Arta. <laughs> <laughs> this is Tizana Arta. Arta, like it's a title. <laughs> I hope you don't mind it. I'm going to have trouble remembering that after all this time. Can I still call you Dr. Templeton? Sure. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not my actual name, but oh, oh, okay. No, you seem so comfortable in that. <laughs> in your deceptive ways. I was not comfortable at all. It was the most stressful thing I have ever done in my life. Okay, but hear me out. If this does end up becoming something, and we've been calling you Dr. Tyndleton, when he calls himself Dr. Tyndleton, everybody's gonna go, Dr. Tyndleton isn't a 150-year-old man. They're a 25-year-old girl. You could discredit him. Uh, uh, what? Uh, that, that wasn't the goal. It was literally everyone just started calling me Dr. Tyndleton because he was supposed to go, and then he didn't want to. He like just doesn't feel like going on things like half the time. So he just sends me on all of these like conferences that he's supposed to go on. Like he was supposed to send me on this like other mission. But then because I like went home for the holidays, he ended up going instead. And I got like a two to three hour lecture about it, um, about how he like, I don't know, like almost died because of like some parade in artist sport. I don't know. It was so annoying, but yeah. I do like how the uh, two academic characters are just nodding, like, "Yeah, we get this. Mm -hmm. Like, we 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 understand. This all makes sense somehow." When I showed up, they all expected Doctor Tendleton, and like I said, I thought it was supposed to be a conference. That was what he told me. So you do actually have a doctorate, though. No, I'm finishing. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're working on the okay. I'm I have my master's, but I'm working on my doctorate. I see. I see. Yeah. We need to get to Zadikiel to have a doctorate, so that way we could all be doctors. Yeah. I, I think she's about to change her dissertation, though. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> she gets about, back from this, yeah. and she's like, I got a new topic in mind. <laughs> yeah, it's probably work that could be done that isn't uh, already being looked at by you. You have a whole new new field, essentially. I a new... definitely do. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking into the undead, and especially spirits, I have some notes that we could exchange to oh, help you on the topic. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, I might honestly change it after this. This has been a lot. Yeah. That's one I do have a lot of references oh, really? for. Really? Yeah, because this has been a lot. It's been super 
super stressful. I mean, Constant took a lot into monsterology, but I I can really help you with necrology a lot. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, because this this is a lot. I this has been too much. Yeah. No, this has been worse than anything I've experienced before. I so far. Cry. So far, it's I been worse than anything you've experienced. Want to cry on a daily basis? This has been horrible. He's a necrologist. He was into architecture and almost going to be a necropolisologist. A necropolisologist? Necropolisologist? Hey, that be the... those goals aren't yet off the table. <laughs> <laughs> Lorne's Leap is an inn and tavern that also carries supplies. It is the one place that specializes in excursions into the Nipabic Mountains. Here you'll find guides and prospectors willing to brave passage. The owner is probably the most knowledgeable person alive when it comes to travel in the mountains. But those who ply their trade from Lorne's Leap tend to live short lives. The owner-operator of Lorne's Leap is a fellow named Drims Dunn. Confusingly, everybody calls him Dunner or often Lorne. While the fellow named Lorne started this place many years ago, ownership has changed often and those who frequent the place just find it easier to call the current owner Lorne. Lorne's Leap is arrayed mostly like a standard inn. Some rooms upstairs, a good-sized common room, downstairs, a kitchen, storerooms. Uh, they've clearly been added on at some point, but they're very functional. Uh, they also keep a, a healthy uh, number of supplies on hands to outfit these expeditions. As you walk in, several people can be found drinking in the common room. Three have that grim look of prospectors, while the others appear to be an overcompetent group of explorers who think their courage will protect them from the foolish attempts to summit one of the taller peaks. Well, Zadikiel will be uh, standing out, uh, likes to take a look at the, uh, at the passing uh, would this occur on the river or on the ship itself? Are we, are you guys are probably walking through town. At this walking point. through town? Yeah. Gotta be uh, careful. Could be an ambush anywhere, anywhere, anytime. I've wondered a question about you, Zidiku. Mm, yeah? Your skin condition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You seem to be burning. Mm, yeah. I, I feel a, a burning sensation I, I have ever, ever since. Uh, I became an oracle, but uh, the further uh, along I progress in this path, the more it, the more it's visible. Yeah, it's my skin. It's, uh, it's almost like, uh, like there's a hot flame being applied to it, and uh, the only time it abates is whenever I'm engaging in the sacramental battle. It's one of the reasons I'm always looking, always wary. Well, hmm. I could try to help you. I don't know uh, if there's anything to be done about it. It's a, it's not like a, like a, like a disease or a, you know, a, it's part of the curse of, of being that connected to the spirit of combat. You know, it's a, it's a manifestation of my, uh, uh, of my uh, commitment. You know, um, it's probably only going to get worse. Uh, you know, it's why a lot of uh, oracles of battle, you know, they're they're out there not necessarily fighting the good fight. I try to focus mine on fighting against those who deserve it, you know, protecting the innocent and the weak. There are oracles out there that they just fight for the sake of fighting. And, and as a result, they, they get more relief. It's hard. It's hard holding back. Hmm. But you've been cursed like this for a long time mm, ever since I was chosen ever since that fight you know I've talked about it on the field when I was young yeah but 
you chose to fight because you wanted to save the people around you. Mm, yeah. If you had a chance to save someone again, would you still take that curse? Yeah, it's worth it. You know, there's a lot of bad people in this world. There's a lot. I've seen so many. Worked with so many. But there's also some good folks out there, too. Some people that don't deserve it. People that aren't equipped to fight. And, you know, no matter how much I suggest they get in a good regiment of calisthenics, it's not going to be you know, they need people to protect them. And uh, if not me, who? I can understand that. Sometime we ought to talk. Just you and me with no one else around, you know? Why, that sounds rather ominous. <laughs> no, just interested in learning more about your friend, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think. I think you and him would have a fair bit in common. No. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Another time. So the four of you walk into Lauren's Leap. Once again, it's laid out just like a regular tavern. The bar is kind of fairly close to the front door. You wander your way up into this mostly empty establishment, and after a moment, the proprietor comes out of the back, sees you, looks at you. Hi. Are y'all lost? Mm, we're thirsty. Can you help us with that? If you're just here for drinks, there's better places in town. Well, you've got quite the welcome, my friend. <laughs> yeah, we're here on, uh, we're, we're here to do some exploring. Uh, we're looking for something, and we think that, uh, we've heard this is a good place to start. Ah, I see death calls to you then, eh? <laughs> more often than you might think. And then more ways than you could know. Why do people always, why has this been the thing? Why? Why? It's the theme of my life. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Death. Why? Why not? All right. We can start with drinks. Goes and pours you guys each a, a mug of ale, brings it over. You guys slide your coin across. He kind of looks at you like, what now? Uh, so here's a conversation I'm assuming we would have held at some point, maybe right before, you know, before we walked into the shop. Which is, uh, so, uh, how much information do we feel we can share? Because, you know, we don't know anything about this place and where to go and all that. We got a few ideas here, but on the other hand, is, is there, I'm just asking if there's any, any danger in revealing too much, you know? Need to know places. Yeah, but I mean, if we're going to be we're, asking we're for crystals and ancient gods and so forth. Go ahead, what were you saying? If we are going to ask questions, the best thing we can do is try to keep it general and try to avoid specifics if we can. Especially since from what I've seen here, these crystals and going into the mountains where they are seems to be a pretty common occurrence. So us saying that we're here to look for the crystals probably doesn't seem too off point. But if we add in the point of saying we're looking for ruins in there as well, that may be there. A little bit on bordering on people might be suspicious of what we're looking for, but it's not too far out of line to say that we're also looking for something else. That's a good point. On the other hand, we could oh, go ahead. We could also say that Zadikiel, considering that you are a religious person of sorts, might be looking for a temple of some sort that's in this area. Mm-hmm. To put that spin on it, seems rather believable. Yeah, I honestly think that might be the best uh, best option. Yeah. yeah. The one thing I don't want to do is I don't want to miss out the opportunity to learn about a really helpful place, you know, location, because we didn't give quite enough 
detail, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the thing. We don't want to be so vague that we don't learn that they know. actually, yeah, have a pretty good idea about what we're looking for. Um, well, we can, we, I mean, we can always start vague, and then if we get a better read, like, give a little bit more information, too. So, you're looking to go in the mountains, eh? That's what we are. We're interested in crystals. Crystals? So, you want to be prospectors, eh? Eh, something like that. Getting in the business? Not that. Eh, uh, it's just... Looking for where I came from. My friend, my friend here, he's the religious sort. I'm sure you get them here all the time. Heard something about ancient temples here. Piqued his interest. Yeah, maybe to, you know, forgotten gods or spirits. Uh, I'm interested in that sort of thing. Uh, I, uh, uh, I'm a scholar, so to say. I say bristling with weapons and armor. He's coming into his own as a scholar. That's partially why he's with us. Why don't you guys go and give me a perception check? What we got for the highest over there? 38. Well, that's probably... <laughs> Jesus. Mine's good. But, uh. Uh, and maybe both of you noticed, but you definitely noticed. So when you're kind of having your conversation with him, the temple thing, no real, like... Uh, when you mention the temples, the ancient gods, things like that, no real reaction off of his face. When you said spirits, however, he doesn't really crack so much as you see his eyes dart to somebody else in the place and then back to you. It's subtle, but you caught it as a reaction. Because normally they get, he's pretty good at being impassive and unimpressed. When you said spirits, he glanced at somebody else and, and you caught it. Did we catch who he looked at though, or no? Um, I mean, yeah, you could because there's not very many people going in. There's not very many people in here, so. But the question is, do you want to then do the obvious look where he looked? I'll leave that up to you guys, what you want to do. But um, those of you who rolled well. I got to, can I look, since they're the ones talking, can I look? I, I mean, you, you can do whatever you want. I, I have no restrictions on that whatsoever. I, I'm just saying that you're in the situation where the guy glances and then you immediately go. Uh, I'm asking yeah. if that's what you want gotcha. to do. I, I was going to suggest that, uh. Dr. Constance, because it was the one that notices it, being uh, friends with Jack could probably do a, a, like a little uh, nudge under the table in a direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we don't need to do a bunch of rolling unless you really want to deceive the shit out of the guy or something. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I just I'm gonna basically signal him hey, that got a reaction in that okay. general direction without saying. Yeah, okay. So if you're not if you're not prospectors looking, looking for crystals, uh, what uh, is this... Uh, just a holiday, then? Well, you know, I, I've heard if you attach them crystals to your weapons, they can make them be all sorts of magical stuff. Hmm. Is that you ever heard of anything like that? I uh, ma magicians use them for all sorts of things. That's why we have uh, business here. Hmm. Personally, I'm here on mostly academic reasons. He kind of almost rolls his eyes just a little bit, and like, oh yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> like the guy's not a jerk. He just doesn't suffer fools. And, you know, they get two types of people in here, the the hardcore ones who think they can make it and probably still don't, or the idiots who just want to go off for a thrill-seeking weekend and probably are all going to die. But So they, they're used to getting fools who think they're not. Maybe it's best if you just speak plainly then. Huh? We seem to be dancing around it, as it were. Well, we just wanted to know if um, you knew where 
to go? Like, where to start for looking for them? Like, which direction or kind of where the temples or crystals were located? Um, like, wait, where to go or where to start? Don't know nothing about no temples, but we know where some crystals are. If you're looking to hire someone to take you, there's a few here that might. But crystals, there are quite a few in this mountain, many different places. And to spirits? He, he does the, where he looks, you know, he stares at you for a couple of seconds. You know, he's eyeing you, uh, you know, trying to size you up a little bit. And he takes a deep breath, takes a really large swig out of his, his ale, reaches down, pulls up another glass, pours it. And then he comes up with a, uh, a bottle of what is clearly something a little stronger than ale. Tops his and the other one off a little bit. You sharing that? He looks at you guys. He says, I come with me. He steps around the the uh, bar and is leading you into the common room. I'm assuming you guys all follow. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, you can definitely notice, uh, and th- those of you who rolled high enough, you think he's leading you in the direction that he glanced earlier. And sure enough, uh, you know, towards the, the side table in the room, you know, you see the Aragorn-esque figure sitting off the zone, smoking mm. a pipe. No. Uh, but <laughs> there is a guy, kind of a grim-looking fellow, who is sitting off on his own. Looks like he's just finished a meal and is, uh, uh, you know, kind of leaned back, just in, enjoying himself for a moment. And the proprietor leads you over the table, sits down himself, and slides the other mug over to the other individual that's there. Kind of motions for you guys to join them. He's like, these damn fools are some sort of... Uh, Academics or something they say, but they're asking about spirits and crystals. I think they want to go. The grim-looking fellow looks at you guys. Just, oh, you have lots of coin. What sort of is it? Human? The person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's just yeah, he's just a grim-looking, hardened-looking individual. We've got. Uh, we got plenty of coin to pay for uh, skilled individuals who can get us where we need to go. Plenty. Uh, it's important to us. We're willing to pay well. I'm assuming what? it's someplace dangerous. Oh, why do you want to know about spirits? I glance around at my companions as if to say, maybe this is a good time for us to at least spill part of the beans. We've had some run-ins with spirits lately that have been connected to these crystals. Some bad experiences and we're worried about things maybe getting worse. We need to know more. Lots worse. Are you willing to pay? Handsomely. Pockets don't look real deep. It's because we carry all of our money in diamonds and platinum. (laughs) (laughs) Name my new album, by the way. Diamonds and Platinum. Yeah, it's a dance album. By, by Zadikiel <laughs> and the Thrashers. That's right. That's exactly. My backup singer, Dr. Ta. <laughs> <laughs> just Ta. Ta. Yeah, it's like, just, the, just Ta. The grizzled individual stares you all down for an uncomfortably long amount of time. And again, the individual is not necessarily being mean, and, and you definitely understand that this is an individual of experience. You, you can tell the difference between the people who act tough and the ones who probably actually are. And this guy's, you can just tell by the way he has the stare that he's seen some shit. 
Finally, after uh, an, an annoyingly long amount of time, he looks at the proprietor, sighs and shakes his head. The proprietor looks at you guys. Oh, it's a place we don't speak of. It's not too difficult to get to, oh. See, over the years, many officials, they've tried to find a passage through the mountains. Indeed, uh, a sort of a natural passage almost exists uh, many miles from, from almost the base of the mountains here. They wrap in and go almost halfway through. It takes a lot of work to get a wagon through, but uh, walking would be doable. Only now, the, the path has been blocked. No one goes there. Uh, a couple decades back, a local mayor paid some wizard to trigger an avalanche and block off the path. Keep anyone from wandering in by accident. You see, no one comes back from there. What sort of place is it? A place that only the dead go. Is it a, just a, just a place? Is it a city, a settlement, a keep, a what? Temple? Rooster? He's the only one here who's seen it with his own eyes. Got stuck in a storm a while back. I had to spend the night on a ridge overlooking a valley. Eighteen long hours hiding in the snow, watching the dead walk by, hoping none of them notice him. The dead? The walking dead? Like zombies? Skeletons? Like spirits? Dead ones? They all go somewhere. What sort of spirits? All sorts, he says. And you can see Rooster's kind of like holding back the PTSD. You know, Mm -hmm. he's he's just kind of nodding along. Like, you know, it's almost too much for him to tell the story, so his friend is kind of getting it out for him. You can see him. At one point in time, the, you know, Dunn, the proprietor, adds a little more of that, uh, the strong uh, liqueur into the drink. We're going to need a couple bottles of that for the trip, I'm pretty certain. You see the spirits, the dead ones, they seem to be drawn there. Maybe from everywhere. We don't know. We don't see them pass until they, they get into the mountains, and very few who see them do live. You see, I the spirits, they're going somewhere. And if you don't bother them, they don't bother you. But any who go there, the spirits have a tendency to take them with them. Down there in the valley that you looked looked into. Aye. What did you see besides the spirits? They all go. They all go to one spot and never come back. Yeah? Could you see what that spot looked like or just, just the place where they was going? He said not from the ridge. He didn't dare look closer, but they... They were heading towards a place. All of us, to one extent or another, we know about. We know about dealing with spirits. I think we can hold our own. Can you get us there? It would take a lot. See, my friend doesn't want to go back, but he can get you close. If you're willing to pay. Yeah. Get us close enough. We'll go from there. You'll come back. A lot of gold. Proprietor looks at the the friend of his, the prospector, and says, Oh, what do you say, Rooster? You think you, you think you're willing to get him close? Maybe you retire after this. Nay, get you close, but I won't go in. Fair enough. You know you won't come back. No one ever does. We've been told we weren't gonna come back from several things recently, and we sure did. So uh, we're willing to take our chances. We're willing to be the first you ever see walk out of that place. Good. We'll leave in the morning. Say your goodbyes. What do we need to pack? Can you give us a list? They outfit you easily. Oh, you can get there in a couple of days, I. It's not even that much climbing. Like I said, most of it is pretty easily walkable, except for the part they collapsed in. You climbed over it, and down into the valley you go. 
and back you never come. Mm. But he's willing to outfit you, and honestly, the equipment's cheap. Yeah. It's mostly just, you know, it's not even climbing equipment, really. It's just mm-hmm. you know, some cold weather gear. I assume he's got a lot of stuff that, like, people buy it on the way out and then come back on the way back where they failed, and, like, the ones that survive, and they're like, here you go, we'll sell it back. There's some of that, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So none of that costs too much, but uh, you are going to have to choke up a, a healthy sum. And he does want it all up front. <laughs> Interestingly enough. We'll each shell out a portion of that to pay for him. And uh, you, you do notice, interestingly enough, that the, the money is somewhat left in trust mm-hmm. here at the proprietor in case the, the prospector himself doesn't come back. It, it seems to be a standard procedure where they know where that money is supposed to go yeah. on their behalf. And we'll kind of long story short this piece because it's kind of boring. You guys get a good night's rest at the end. You get yourself a good warm meal in the morning and you head out with the prospector. And as mountain passages go, you know, the first part is pretty easy. The weather down where you are is, is pretty nice, actually. It's very temperate. It uh, doesn't take very long as you ascend. And, you know, initially it's not a steep ascent. It's noticeable but gradual as you get, you know, you're in those, those foothills. But these mountains go up fast as far as the mountain range goes. Uh, think like, you know, some of the Rocky Mountain areas where like, it's flat land and then boom, almost up. So he leads you in through some, in between some of the bottoms of the mountains as you climb up and around. And sure enough, Towards the end of your second day, while it's still somewhat daylight, you come to an area where you can clearly see the avalanches blocking what was normally a, a fairly easy pass. And Rooster tells you that all you have to do is climb up there and look down into the valley of the dead. At what point did the spirit start manifesting? He looks around. I think they're here now. Hmm. I'll give. I'll take a look around with my sight. Actually, you do kind of see something. They seem to be heading in, but they're not... Or you can see them with your sight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for whatever reason, the if if one of the... If Dr. Jack were looking, <clears throat> he might see some of them as well. But they, they do seem to be kind of moving in towards that direction. Am I seeing it? Do they look like they are fully formed? Or, or am I seeing just the wisps? or, or what, what, what They're what? fairly fully formed, but you can tell that they are spirits. Mm-hmm. You think maybe if you got a little closer to the valley, that you would see better. It's almost as if the spirits are slowly becoming more corporeal as they get closer. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just seeing them as they're just starting to take a little bit of shape. As they're, they're completely incorporeal further away. And you're just catching glimpses of them passing through. Yeah, it looks like a... It's like a... Almost a fully formed phantasm over there. That's a class 5 full roaming vapor over there. That's a bunch of them. So you guys take a little time to climb up and over? Can you see them? Can you all see them? Mm-hmm. They're, they're around <laughs> us. I like how two of them are like, what? See what? Who? What? What? Hmm. See what? What? See, you know the what? spirits. What are you looking at? It's almost a complete apparition right beside it, you. What? It's the ethereal again, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. What? They're not hallucinating. What? Huh? Here, have a sip of this. Jack It'll does this a blood. lot. What is? What? Liquor. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. He sold me some of that stuff he was pouring in the guy's drink. So you guys take time to climb over what's essentially a very large rubble pile, but over time, it's there's even some growth on it. It's clearly been there a while. 
Uh, it's not particularly easy, but it's also not particularly difficult. You just take your time, you get up on top. And you start to descend down the other side. Now, Zadikiel and Dr. Jack, the closer you guys get in, the further you guys get in, the more these spirits are becoming visible. And you notice that they're actually coming from all directions. And the closer they get to a certain location, the more corporeal they seem. And as you guys even get closer, there's a certain point where even the other two can begin to see them. It's as if they're being drawn to one place as they're compelled like moths to a flame. There's something up the path that they're moving towards. You think if you go closer, at some point, maybe the spirits will even start to notice you. What sort of races and people are we seeing? Pretty much everything. You see all of it. You name it, there's some of it here. Now, some of them look seemingly normal. Some of them like have signs where they've clearly, something traumatic has happened to them. So you can tell how they died. You can seem to every while you notice you can tell how they died, or at least begin to guess at many of them. Some of them even look sickly. Some of them just look old. Do, uh, do they look ancient in appearance, or do they look modern? Or They also fairly modern. Now, you guys have an, enough of a mix of information with you that you're going to understand enough about a variety of cultures, so maybe you can't pick them all out. But if you look long enough, you will start to be, you'll start to see things. You'll be like, oh, well, those are, well, those are clearly, you know, dwarves, and, and by, by those are elves, and, you know, this over here, they, they look like they're from, you know, the, why that's the, the livery of, of Caliban. That is, um, uh, you know, the, they clearly look like they're from Nimpash. These are, they're dressed like they, you know, come from the Jogu Desert. You can start to notice people. And, you know, some, because there's some cultural clothing, uh, even tattooing that you might be able to pick out. You start to see a little bit of everything that you can find. Continue onward. So you guys do continue on. Now, as you get closer the spiritual crowd kind of thickens. Because as while they're all coming from other directions, it's like traffic going to a busy intersection. It becomes busier. Now the spirits do at some point seem to notice the four of you, but nobody seems to take notice as long as you're moving forward. If you ever try to stop, spirits turn towards you. If you stop long enough, they start to reach for you and grab you. (laughs) As long as you keep moving forward, they seem to leave you alone. None of them are overly hostile other than that. Like, grab you and try to move you forward? Yeah, like you're coming with. Okay. Well, that's uh, disconcerting. Eventually, you come around something of a corner, uh, which is a little bit difficult for you because these spirits don't seem to have to worry about physical objects. You know, sometimes, you know, if you look down the path, some of them seem to be coming just out of the mountains, moving toward this location. So you guys have to go around something of an outcropping, and uh, some of the spirits start to nudge you but you're able to make your way around. Hey, and stop, stop shoving. Stop shoving. We're, hey, come on. We're going around this thing here. Come on. None of them speak to you, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you eventually come to, or you see up ahead, what looks like a cave entrance, but it's shadowy. It almost seems to move and pulse, as though it really isn't shadows at all, but maybe some sort of portal that devours nearby light. Do they interact any differently with oneself? No, but he does with you. What do you mean by that? Like, he is just walking straight towards the portal. And isn't really, like, normally there's a the link that's between you two. Like, it's almost like he's not listening. 
as you watch the dead walk through this portal and disappear inside. And it seems like they're compelled just have to just walk through this. You also notice that this portal is ringed with many, many crystals that seem very familiar to you, that pulse with many different colors of light, that almost as though the colors are shooting through the crystals going towards the portal, as there's this pulsation of magical energy that, that links all of this together. Maybe it's a, a power, maybe it's it's some sort of magic, but it seems very, very familiar to you guys, just like the Crystal Room and the Hall of Souls laid out maybe differently, as though its design is somewhat different, but clearly, clearly of the same make and the same magic. So who's going into the spirit black hole first? I think I'm good. Like, I don't want to go to the black hole. If you guys stop, the spirits begin to push and pull at you. I think we throw to Zadikiel in first. Let him get a good head on whatever's on the other side if need be. Well, first of all, let's, let's move forward very slow. <laughs> shuffle, like, shuffle, like, shuffle. Like, shuffle, yeah. shuffle. As long as we're moving forward, they're okay. Yeah. You wonder it's now, fine. looking at the spirits around you, that if this mob were to just push you in, you don't know what you could do about it. Well, I mean, um, if that's like some, um, you know, I don't know, giant negative energy <laughs> thing or devouring orb, uh, any of you people tell me what that is before I think about stepping through it? Can I do an arcana? Um, hey, I'll just, at this point, we're, we don't need to do checks. I'll just tell you. Okay. Like, this is clearly very magical. Yeah. It is clearly the type of magic energy that you found inside the Hall of Souls or something very similar to it. Um, but as far as, like, how it works, you never really had time to study it there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, these crystals somehow seem to, to be really good magically. Like, they, they hold and harness and focus energy well. But the mechanism, you don't exactly know. You're like, this would be a great thing for a dissertation. Yeah. That's clearly strong magic. Is yeah. it a portal or is it something that's going to disintegrate me? I have no idea. I don't have time to study this. We have stones pushing us in. Yeah, they're all around. Do we have any way, like anything we can hold on to, to like around us to prevent like the souls from the, um, pushing us in? The tracks on the railroad have been greased. So... <laughs> <laughs> They're like trees around us <laughs> that we can like grab onto, like pull it, up to dear life. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you asked him. So asked him. So does he leave? Um, you guys are close enough now. He's right. He's almost passing through the portal. Like it's almost a funneling effect as the spirits get. You know, they can't all fit through at once, so everything funnels down. And you guys are now kind of caught in that mass mob of them. And nobody's moving fast or shuffling through. But you think in a few moments he will be through. Okay, so he, he already separated. And now even this close to the portal, even you guys are starting to feel this compulsion to walk through. What's the thing where you the, the uh, you get when you look at a high place and you have that feeling like the jump? Is that how to the yes. call of the void? The call of the void. It's almost like that. As you guys see this portal with your own eyes now, it's almost a call of the void type effect where even you guys are like, we should just walk through that. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why did I just think that? That seems like a terrible idea. That is what's happening to even you guys. And you're fairly certain that Winsoff had just given into that at some point, uh, the closer he got, seeing the other spirits, that there was almost a loss of will. All right. I I grabbed my Warhammer, and I got my shield ready, and I'm like, well, looks like it's about now or never. 
Well, it's now. We don't have a choice. <laughs> we can't hold back this swell. Not even I can hold back this swell. So I'm going through. Are you people coming with me? You see that Dr. Jack is... It seems like he's trying to grab the air in front of him with his right arm. You see that his left arm and left leg seem to start to go limp slowly as he tries to fight back, but is nonetheless being pushed forward. I'm gonna help. Um, are are you okay? What what's going on? What are He is leaving me. What? Who's who's leaving you? Uh to portal? Go! Alright, I'm gonna help support Jack as we start making our way towards the portal. And the four of you follow this mass, this undulating group of spirits that are just willlessly shambling through the portal. Zadikia will do it by giving a battle uh, howl, smashing his uh, warhammer against his shield, and then start shoving spirits out of the way to get their pass. And there is one last pulse of those crystals and the portal as you pass through and a seemingly larger pulse than any of the others you would have noticed had you still been on the outside. And as you pass through, what you see on the inside, well, we're going to find out in the next episode of The Adventures of All Podcast. Cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to more before I hunt you down.